In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he put this question to his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say he is John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, he said, Who do you say I am? Then Simon Peter spoke up. You are the Christ, he said, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Simon, son of Jonah, you are a happy man, because it was not flesh and blood that revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. So I now say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. Then he gave the disciples strict orders not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to make it clear to his disciples that he was destined to go to Jerusalem and suffer grievously at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes to be put to death and to be raised up on the third day. Then taking him aside, Peter started to remonstrate with him. Heaven preserve you, Lord, he said. This must not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle in my path, because the way you think is not God's way, but man's. The Gospel of the Lord. At this momentous event, which serves as a turning point in the gospel, as Peter has just made this confession of faith, and our Lord responds with a declaration that Peter is the unbreakable and inviolable rock on which he will build his church, a foundation so secure that even the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Peter turns to mush in the very next moment. Perhaps Peter's idea of inviolability means being insulated from all forms of assault or crisis. That is why he aggressively objects to our Lord's prediction that he will have to suffer and die. In a twist of irony, he tells the Lord, Heaven preserve you, Lord. This must not happen to you. The idea of the cross intertwined with Christian discipleship is foreign to him at this moment at least. Peter thinks that he is on the Lord's side by being protective of him. But our Lord is in no need of protection. Our Lord is not a fragile porcelain china doll that needs to be protected and preserved by bubble wrapping. Without Peter realizing it, his good intentions actually play into Satan's plans. The temptations thrown at our Lord in the desert by Satan betrays a subtle and insidious plan, salvation without the cross. Now as Peter attempts to prevent our Lord from accomplishing his mission through his death on the cross, he 
actually aligning himself with Satan's plans. Our Lord immediately rebukes Peter and reminds him that the place of a disciple is behind his master. A disciple follows. A disciple does not presume that he can lead his master. The idea that Christians are fragile creatures which need to be handled with kids' gloves, protected and preserved, is ludicrous. St. John wrote, Do not be a surprise, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. And don't forget what the Lord himself said. If the world hates you, understand that it hated me first. He also warned us, you will be hated by everyone on account of my name, but the one who perseveres to the end will be saved. And what about the last beatitude? Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and take every manner of evil against you. The reason the world doesn't understand us is because it doesn't understand him. As his followers, we must be ready to meet his same fate. Let's not be under any illusion that it is otherwise. One saint, St. John Vianney, was thrown into the fire of challenge almost from the beginning. Many thought his lack of intelligence and education would keep him from becoming a priest. And once he became a priest, he faced massive resistance from the very people he was trying to help to get to heaven. He faced his challenges and instead of falling, instead of feeling sorry for himself or running to his bishop for help and a request for a transfer, he stood firm in his faith and pastoral zeal and brought thousands to the church. In the process, he achieved the ultimate good for his soul, heaven. Offering up our suffering is a powerful way to accomplish great things to Christ. St. John Vianney took on great suffering and offered it up, even when he felt like quitting. He often spoke about the power of the cross and how we can participate in Christ's suffering to help bring about healing for others. Our own suffering can be used the same way, especially when things look bleak and difficult and maybe we feel like running away. We can find ways to overcome discouragement and help others overcome theirs. Our Lord is waiting to use our offerings as grace to be poured out on to others. The witness of St. John Vianney and countless other saints remind us that the last thing we Christians are is fragile. We've been singled out, minimized, mocked for thousands of years. Our scriptures have been reviled, our leaders spat upon, our brothers and sisters martyred. And yet our numbers grow, our faith deepens, our resolve strengthens. And this happened not because we have hid in the safety of our fallout shelters or disguise ourselves to mingle among the groups, crowd. Christians, if we are true to our identity and mission, are meant to stand out. So the fact that the church continues to grow and thrive is not based on human machinations but divine providence. Our Lord has promised this to Peter. You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the underworld can never hold out against it. We don't need to be popular. We don't need to be protected. We don't need to be propped up. All we need is Christ and faith in his promise.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.